Nigeria's fashion industry has undoubtedly made significant strides over the years. From Nigerian fashion designers gaining recognition both locally and internationally, especially for showcasing their creativity and innovation in the area of blending traditional African elements with modern aesthetics. To the growth of fashion weeks in major cities in Nigeria like Lagos and Abuja, as well as the increased use of social media, the emergence of fashion, retail and e-commerce, and increasing awareness around sustainable fashion. The industry wields enormous potential for job creation and contribution to Nigeria's GDP. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurship Policy Polls Episode 4. My name is Amaka Wokolo, I head the Food Institute and I am your host. Today we would be discussing factors that can enable the sustainable growth of the Nigerian fashion industry. Joining me to discuss this topic is Senior Research Fellow at the Faith Institute, Jonathan Ikeolumba. It's good to have you, Jonathan. Hello, Amaka. It's such a pleasure to be here, and I'm looking forward to a very great and exciting conversation. Yay, that's what we like to hear. Jonathan is a certified chartered accountant and sustainability consultant with over 15 years' experience working with different businesses and operating models. He is very passionate about solving complex business problems and helping businesses create value. He is a managing partner at Office Load Consulting, a finance and strategy consultant firm that has helped improve the business strategy of over 1,200 small businesses in Nigeria, including fashion and women-led businesses. It is great to have you again in the building, Jonathan. Thank you so much. Now, as part of your fellowship program at the Faith Institute, you developed a white paper looking at driving the sustainable growth of the fashion industry, making the case for female-led businesses, which we'll be discussing today. Now, let's start with an overview, shall we? Um, how would you say the fashion industry has evolved over the last couple of years or even a decade? Thank you, Amaka, for this sort of fantastic question and really um, an opportunity to share my insight on the research I did. Um, I think the first thing I would say is to speak a bit about fashion really as a concept. Okay. Um, so if you think about the hierarchy of needs for we as humans, right. um, fashion ranks um, quite very high. So if you take away things like food, the next mm -hmm. thing that comes off would be clothing. You know, clothing. And right. such, that means fashion is really an essential part of our existence as humans. Okay. Um, if I look at what has happened in the fashion space globally, then I'll bring it back to Nigeria. Is um, okay. So there's quite a change in business models around fashion. Mm -hmm. um, there's also conversations around the advancement of technology, how that is revolutionizing mm. fashion, mm. and also the conversation on sustainability and right. using eco-friendly materials for fashion. Correct. And if I look at what has happened in Nigeria, um, specifically, I think the real change over the last decade has been with heavily relaxed on imported fashion mm. um, but right now over the last 12 years we've seen a growth in tremendous mm. growth in the amount of um, locally made fashion mm. and you know it, it doesn't get bigger to know if i tell yamaka that um, we have a nigerian fashion entrepreneur who clothed um, the first lady of the united states in america yes um, i saw that uh, so yes very exciting and that's for larry coca yeah so i mean that's just an expression of how big we've seen you know female fashion printers within the country yes yes i totally agree especially when you think of the 
the big names some big names i mean hollywood celebrities are rocking nigerian brands fashion brands it's really exciting from michelle obama like you mentioned beyonce to beyonce to even solange yeah, even um you know and, a, and a, rihanna yeah, and a couple of them yes and so so it's, it's pretty exciting especially because if we're looking at this some 20 25 years ago this wasn't the case um so it's very exciting to see um our designers just gain that international recognition okay so let's let's hop on the second question that i have which is to say what are some of those value chain options that you have seen emerge um now that we're talking about this exciting development that has happened as a result of this development what do you think or what would you say are some of those value chain options that have emerged so there are quite a lot of opportunities if you look at the fashion value chain and i'll just explain them this way so it starts with the design um within the design space which is really around things like illustrating or even just coming up with the way you want your fashion items to really pan out mm -hmm. and there's quite a lot of opportunities for people who just want to do fashion designing even the design thinking around how the fashion items should look like right. then the whole process around from the raw material stage right sourcing mm. for fashion materials understanding what sort of materials will work for what kind of fashion items that's a right. very big opportunity there are textiles there are cuttings there are all sort of fabrics that go into fashion and there's quite a lot of opportunity for people to play there then in as terms you, of supplies yes right? in terms of, of supplies of, then you move now to the core production and you find a lot of people i mean that's where you find the tailors you see yeah. people are actually transforming these raw materials so actual items right yeah. and just ensuring that you know sometimes there could be a cultural element these are the kind mm. of items we want to produce mm. you know so there's that space mm -hmm. then off the back of that will be the work around logistics so where mm. do we get these fashion items to there are quite a lot of companies that how, how do we source them how do we you know sort of push them out then there's the marketing as well too and social media is really aiding yes. with, you know yes. the marketing of fashion products even yes. the use of influencers so many influencers yes. are out there using their followership to also drive you know the way we That's project true. our fashion and That's then I, I think there's also the aspect around you know how we're also engaging with the final um consumer the fashion mm -hmm. um, the, those who actually buy the fashion items themselves mm -hmm. um and even it speaks to things around communication pr so mm. i was saying that there are rules now like a fashion pr there are rules like Which a I fashion communicator even content writing around fashion mm. there's that space for people to just blog about fashion let consumers know what sort of fashion does exist you know mm -hmm. new trends in fashion Right. So there's quite an ample opportunity if you look around the value chain where people can actually play, play. play very big in the fashion value chain. Right. I like I like the point you made around technology, right? Um, right from the design stage, yeah. you know, it seems to me that to even drops the sketch, you know, people are deploying apps yeah. these days, yeah. you know, you have yeah. softwares and all of that that just ease that process, make it, you know, more efficient. Um, you know, and all of that. You talked about social media, yeah. you know, and and for some, for me, social media is even more interesting because unlike before, where you would need models, you know, you need to put up a show to be able to get visibility for your products. Now you can simply just create content and put it out there on social media. So I totally hear you um, in terms of how technology has has contributed. But how else would you say technology has impacted the industry? I saw you smiling, so it feels like it's a really 
huge topic, right? Yeah. But let's just touch on it slightly, shall we? Yeah, so the list is quite endless. Mm. So it interests you to know you actually have what we call digital fashion. Mm. Um, some position of people on fashion wears. Right now, you, you can actually find pictures that people have on fantastic fashion dresses that are actually mm. not real, right? Just people wow. imposing themselves. I'll give you a very good instance. So you, you see a celebrity has gone for a very big um, major event and that actual dress the celebrity has worn, you can mm-hmm. actually superimpose yourself. So many people have oh, dresses wow. Beyonce has worn, Rihanna has worn <laughs> by superimposing themselves. So there's that oh, fashion. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd like you to, there, there's a popular site called Digital X and okay. they're doing a lot of work around digital fashion and just helping, you know, people with confidence around looking mm. so good with fashion items by superimposing them in that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the work around data analytics with fashion, right? Mm-hmm. So you can actually track the data of how people are engaging with your fashion items. You can track how many people are appealing, who want to demand, you know, views around yeah. what people are driving in terms of how much yeah. they need your product. And uh, so essentially that improves marketing because yeah. you're better able to understand your market, understand yeah. your customer demand, yeah. even segments, yeah. you know, yeah. how the market's responding. Yeah, responding to you, to your products. I, yeah. I think that's fantastic. Then e-commerce is actually very big. Big, right? you can say um, that again. One, Huge. One way, one way to really get a global demand for your product. And Nigerians are actually, you know, selling their products across the globe. Yes, Leveraging the e-commerce platform. Yes, we um, are. Interestingly, yes, we are. I was speaking to someone and she wants to run a rental and online fashion rental sort of e-commerce store mm. where people will rent dresses nigeria made dresses you know okay. for a fee and then she sort of works out with logistic people mm. how to return back those dresses right mm. so there's all sort of those models that technology is also um accelerating itself and just speaking of speaking of speaking around that it's interesting to see how um, the points you just made around technology and e-commerce you know how through that avenue a lot of our fabrics so ankara is yeah, is yeah. almost becoming mainstream i mean people yeah. can argue with me but you're seeing this in europe you're seeing this yeah. you know um in the us just all over and it's simply because technology has been able to bridge that gap you know uh, maka let me highlight this for you for that so take for example the dg of the world trade organization mm. um, and she's never yes. done any other thing other than you know, our ankara local. fabrics yeah you That's can extend correct. that to even the united nations deputy secretary general um amina always are done in our local um, dresses right mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. find that sort of you know across even the continent in yes. itself right yes. you know um nigerian culture is being promoted you know nigerian mm. fashion and uh, it just speaks to the fact that fashion is really an expression of culture it right? is and it is. Um, and very exciting one way to promote the nigerian culture is through promoting our fashion industry yes thank you thank you so much jonathan so let's quickly move forward and talk about female-led businesses right your paper addresses um really emphasizes making the case for supporting and investing in female-led businesses so let's start with the very first question that i have on my mind which is from your experience and from the research you've carried out what would you say is the case for supporting and investing in female-led businesses or what what are what are the unique points or characteristics you want to share um that w- in your opinion would make an investor say oh you know what yeah i want to invest in a female-led business within the fashion industry um very interesting point amaka I, mm-hmm. I think the first obvious one is the population mm-hmm. um if you think about nigeria in, i mean depending on what data you want to rely on anything around 200 to 220 you know million people right um statistics say out of that data about 90 percent of that is female right mm-hmm. so exactly the population really in the country is really female and so one thing that really sort of justifies the point around having female-led businesses in the fashion space is the population you find right it's quite you know female intensive so that's one 
Um, another thing around is that fashion also improves, you know, inclusion. Mm. And if you think about, you know, the prominence around culture and how people express themselves, we don't really think about the fact that, you know, females are quite underrepresented, right, in this space. Okay. So I think whether you want to promote that agenda around ensuring that there's inclusion in how we sort of exp- um, expand our culture outside. So there's that argument for them. Um, another argument is the fact that, you know, um, the conversations around the United Nations SDGs mm. and um, heavy on it, really, and that, that's SDG4, is around ensuring, you know, we have gender equality. Mm-hmm. and really speaking to gender equity is also improving the amount of females who are empowered you know to be able to run businesses mm. because fashion by its nature it's a basic human need mm. and if you really want to drive you know economic activities you've got to look mm-hmm. at the very basic needs and right. that speaks to fashion and because the female represent that demographic so by having many female-led businesses in fashion we're also solving the sdg you know goal Problem. right so whether it's okay. from an sdg perspective from a market um, perspective and also you know perspectives around inclusion right and if you think about fashion really um for the male fashion there's not quite a lot of diversity you find in the types of fashion but for a female there's so many things right right um you know from the casual dresses you find there's all sorts of variety you know women are female are quite expressive mm-hmm. right so i, 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 I think there's a case for diversity well as maybe well. not all of us but <laughs> a lot of women are expressive okay i'll, I'll take that <laughs> i'll take that okay but thank you thank you for sharing those pointers and and so i think from my end what i was going to reiterate and uh, because I, I you probably have this in mind is also speaking about the business part of it now yeah. right so a lot of female-led businesses or female entrepreneurs are considered to be better managers yeah. and this is not me because i'm female this is this is data this does yeah. back this right showing that female female entrepreneurs are great managers are great with resources being able to manage resources to do more um are great with their books um their finances so you have data showing that when a woman borrows money she pays back for example she pays back on time she's detailed you know in in doing all of that and so um to your points these are attributes that will make an investor smile and go okay yes i'm willing to work work with this um, individual what do you think yeah, I, I mean, I certainly agree with you. The data, and, and we have a report already from the Faith Institute around, yes. you know, challenges you know, and opportunities with female-led businesses. So I, I think generally we agree that female are better managers. Okay. And if this sort of space is quite a very big one, the more you have female managing these mm. various businesses around this space, I, I think that even speaks to sustainability right. you know, of, right. of this space. So I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. And the paper that Jonathan was referencing, a white paper we developed at the Faith Institute, can be accessed at www org forward slash research um moving on quickly to my next question jonathan what would you say are the challenges within the fashion industry especially when we look at the topic of what we're discussing sustainable growth so what are the challenges that sort of impede that in the industry okay um so i think there are two sides to this conversation one are mm-hmm. uh, challenges within the industry then you also have female specific challenges right? correct so l- let me start with the general challenge so I-, I think the very basic one is really around you know access to finance mm. um wh- when i speak and when i also you know sort of interviewed quite a couple of people and i looked at the businesses quite innovative but what was limiting their ability to expand and many of them cited issues around you know access Funding. to finance and really the cost even when they could mm. um the cost of the finance 
finance okay. and also too is the amount of uh, what i'll call training and vocation centers you know primarily designed to encourage fashion education mm-hmm. um i don't think we have a lot of that um i see pockets of different fashion entrepreneurs uh, accommodating fashion training as part of their offering mm-hmm. but we don't have a lot of that right so how many fashion schools do you find in nigeria strictly mm-hmm. just focused on just empowering people around practices around fashion you don't find that mm-hmm. you p- find people study fashion in universities in nigeria mm-hmm. you don't find that right so these are quite very central mm-hmm. if we see how big this industry can be we should be having people study courses like fashion you know at university levels you know that in itself will encourage detailed research work around right. how to sort of scale the opportunities you find with fashion and structure, yeah, structure. i think within yeah. the industry as well because yeah. then we can even have i mean if you just think of someone going to school to read maybe fashion technology yeah. so it's not just looking at technology as a whole but looking yeah, at how specific. specifically how technology can you know impact the fashion space or fashion photography or you know or something yeah, so um yeah it's, it's, it is broad and i think that yes to your point it would bring a lot of structure into into the industry as well so thank you very much for sharing that um yeah. so f- looking looking at female-led challenges specifically now um what would those challenges be so when i think about the challenges specifically for female going into the fashion space yes. um so so i think for me the first one will really be around you know um, perception okay um so for example you don't find um many female businesses um designed to have you know that sort of uplift um flexibility in operating hours that might stretch mm-hmm. to very late you, you naturally have to think about a female-led business as also one that also thinks about the kind of um flexibility that the female who runs this business should have mm-hmm. so you don't want to have a situation where at pressured periods maybe periods like the festive periods mm-hmm. you have females running these businesses who also have also personal needs that they have to attend to so i think yeah. there's that cultural issue around yes. you know promoting um, female who can really drive businesses for those kind of hours because sometimes fulfilling the needs um, of a customer for, for a customer can be quite demands, very um, demanding that, as yeah. well too i also think another problem in itself uh, is that um, fashion is cyclical Okay. And what 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 you tend to find, and the research confirms that, is that after a period, I mean, so maybe every twenty years we invent back the same fashion, mm-hmm. right? And that in itself speaks to creativity and innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find a lot of you know female-led businesses making those investments around research that mm-hmm. you know needs to happen going back in time to mm-hmm. do some of those things? Mm-hmm. I think that that's also one of the the sort of challenge I see. Um, another big challenge that I see would also speak to things around corporate governance um mm. I, I i i don't know what the data would speak to if um you would find many of these sort of female-led fashion businesses strengthening you know you spoke about structure right, right. and also strengthening their corporate governance so mm. i think we need to improve that there's also conversations around um uh, management and you know business management and business mm. literacy yeah so, so i i i think that while there's um improvement um mm-hmm. with women or female-led businesses you know instituting corporate governance and just taking more business management courses there's definitely room for improvement right so to your point if you're looking to access funding which from like what you said is not just what you said but what the data also shows is that it's one of the major issues within the space corporate governance is essential to being able to attract investors or just people who are willing to give you money right so i definitely think that that's an area that can be improved um for female-led businesses 
um, on that point. So moving on very quickly, let's talk about solutions now or recommendations to driving sustainable growth within the industry. We've talked about some of the challenges. Let's talk about some of the solutions or recommendations from your research. Okay, so I think one obvious one from my research is um, access to what I'll call skilled labor. Okay. Um, so quite a lot of, um, you know, fashion printers have actually complained about getting, you know, local artisans, you know, local people to work with them. I th- I, I think that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is, uh, I think we should have a lot more, what I would say, fashion incubation hubs, right? Okay. That can essentially speak to anyone who just has a flair for fashion and especially for female entrepreneurs coming, learn a bit around capacity building, you know, learn a bit around structure and then maybe they could be paired with, you know, financing itself. So mm-hmm. once you just have that innovative idea around mm-hmm. how you want to go into a fashion business, having incubation hubs that can sort of help you. Um, so you know, that would also address the capacity capacity building exactly. issue you mentioned yeah, okay. exactly and I'm, I'm looking at the weight and the breadth of the of country it. right mm. we should have this not just in the capital or the sort mm. of urban areas but really across the nooks and crannies uh, of the country okay. i think there's also a case for fashion exports you know um policies that ensure we can promote um the intentional promoting our fashion mm. um across you know the country and policies that will engender that we can uh, support fashion exports mm. uh, i think we have a big uh, demand you know outside of the country for our yes, products but have policies that also ensure that we support can, that we can support that right. um there's also a case around intellectual property okay. um one of the things you you find when you speak to some of them is look this was my idea i, I think this um person has stolen my idea so i think mm. we can do it better uh, with strengthening <laughs> intellectual property right. because this is really a creative it uh, is business it is i'm quite i'm quite tricky i must say i mean with with music or with a movie it's easy to sort of say this was mine but for a design concept you know but but i hear you and that's something like you say people we need to work their, on they check mark their designs actually exactly so that's that's the point i think a lot of um, entrepreneurs need to take to heart and, and work on and work at so let's talk about sustainability oh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and i know you're very passionate yeah. about this right yeah. and this is really this is something that we see evolving within the space so when we talk about esg we see that involving within the space so what are your thoughts on that and uh, on how it's evolving and maybe even the future what we hope to see okay so um there's a data from the ellen Makato foundation that suggests that fashion is the second biggest emitter of waste mm. um, if you take away food waste the next mm. biggest waste you find in in human nature is really fashion mm. and that in itself speaks to the design around how we produce fashion items right. um, there are there are concepts now such as fast fashion where essentially mm-hmm. you know people use substandard or what am i saying low-grade materials in producing fashion okay. and just to tell you how big that problem is is, is where these sort of items end up you mm. know so you find not i mean very inferior materials being used for fashion because we are trying to drive the concept of consumerism people wanting to buy mm. and so what then happens with this fashion waste um could we sort of think about how we can design our fashion products for durability for mm. recycling right for so recycling. I, I, I was speaking to a fashion right. entrepreneur who was saying that she offers as part of her offering uh, a service where essentially you can bring back items that were worn by your mom mm. and then she can sort of remake those Revamp items it. again right and, and there's element of pride and emotions yes. that goes with that as well too and yes. um, there are lots of people who look at fashion items and they off court and they waste from their fashion items and they can use that to making bags to making shoes even mm. as gifts mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know of a particular fashion entrepreneur I spoke to who gives out gifts in festive periods off on the back of the waist and the off coats mm-hmm. from our fashion items. Oh, wow. So the point is that fashion is a big emitter of waste and okay. we can actually design products and design our fashion items in a way that will reduce that waste. Mm-hmm. We can also speak to the durability. Mm-hmm. And there are even conversations around even the supply chain around mm-hmm. fashion. So you find that there's also an increase, especially in this part of the world, mm-hmm. in underage children being a part of the process right wow. so for example you look at things like i mean just go to the typical informal markets you find in nigeria mm-hmm. right um you find that even the ladies who sort of sold the items are underage children mm-hmm. right even people who help with selecting the buttons right so there's all that conversation around unskilled labor but more importantly is underage people mm-hmm. these are sustainability conversations issues um and do you and do you think that there's a growing consciousness um, with about our, or around sustainability within the industry it I, appears that there is i i think so um okay. i i think that there are quite a lot of um advocacy organizations pushing for speaking this uh speaking to that okay. is also linked as well to to an sdg right. um sdg 11. um i also think as well too that even from the perspective of many national and you know sort of um, state governments they're actually making pronouncements around this okay. um i i mean I, I think it's a collective responsibility you know both from the business and from the government as well right thank you thank you very much for sharing and just shedding light on that um and so on the final notes we're bringing this to a close and we usually like to end on a policy note right so when we think about policy recommendations um what would you say or encourage the government to focus on to drive sustainable growth within the fashion industry uh, I think for me is um, the government should make an effort in standardizing all the mm. actors within the space. Okay. Um, I, I think we can have like you know a body where that encompasses all aspects of fashion. Mm. Uh, we can call them maybe the Fashion Association of Nigeria or the Fashion Players. We can just have all of them come together in one umbrella, discuss on the issues around standardization. Mm. I also think too uh, we need a lot of events that showcase our Nigerian fashion. So maybe return of the Fashion Week. I know we do have. The Lagos Fashion Week here. We also Abuja. have a Fashion Week in Abuja. Right. But it would be nice to find this replicated across all the 36 states. Maybe perhaps even a National Fashion Week. One, in exactly. Nigerian Fashion Week. Mm. And for me, it's a deliberate effort at just ensuring that we are promoting Nigerian fashion. fashion. Yes, I know that there was a Buy Made in Nigeria campaign yeah. that was on a few years back. Uh, uh, that's something we probably, the government probably needs to emphasize or reintroduce and this time being a bit more intentional around that. But I also hear you in terms of standardization um, and there was a point you made earlier around data. So I think that maybe the government even needs to map the fashion industry so that we have data on who the players are within the space and what kind of policies do we need to design. So if we're talking about access to finance we need data to be able to design finance specifically for the fashion industry if we're talking about um um, you know technology how would that play in how would that fit in and data could be essential to designing policies that would just enable the sustainable growth of the fashion industry in nigeria okay so on that note um any final thoughts from you jonathan before we draw the curtain yeah, I just want to say that the fashion industry is a thriving industry globally, mm-hmm. and I think it can only get bigger. Like I said, it addresses a basic human need. Um, right. I, I think if we think about the complexities that Nigeria does have, I, I think the fashion industry can be a rallying and unifying factor right. in you know in terms of national peace and harmony because we can use our fashion industry to express you know our diversity as a country, mm-hmm. and I, I think that having female-led businesses can be you know a sort of foundation to achieving that sort of cohesion. And 
And on that note, thank you very much, Jonathan. This has been Entrepreneurship Policy Polls, and I have been speaking with Jonathan Ikeolumba, who is a Senior Research Fellow at the Fate Institute, and we have been discussing driving the sustainable growth of the fashion industry in Nigeria. Until the next episode, bye for now. <laughs>